0: Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Today's Song of the Soul guest, Dada Veda, Grew up in New York State, has lived in a lot of places, including Sweden, France, and Albania, but has made his home as a monk at the Ananda Marga community in Urbana, Illinois, for close to a decade now. His tagline is, "'Eastern mysticism meets folk, country, and world music,' so don't be surprised that you'll see him dressed all in orange with a head covering and big bushy beard." He's also got a lead role in the Songs for Social Change contest, sponsored by the Rawa community, the Renaissance Artists and Writers Association. While Dada Veda's music is definitely flavored with the activism and folk music of the 60s when he came of age, you'll also find plenty of country and world influences, including Indian Kirtan. His spirit is great and divine, and he joins us today via Skype from Urbana, Illinois. Dada, thank you so very much for joining me today for Song of the Soul.
1: Mark, I'm very happy to do it. I've been waiting to do it. I'm excited about it.
0: You've been waiting because in between when I last talked to you, and now I was gone for a couple weeks traveling, and there were catch-up times, and so I think it's maybe been a month since we talked. Yeah. When I talked to you last, you were in New York, and you're back in Illinois now, right? How long have you been back?
1: Oh, I've been back since about the first week of July.
0: So you finished your work over there. Say for folks what you were doing over there again.
1: Well, over there I was attending. I had two events actually. But first event, I attended my fiftieth college reunion from my college class of nineteen sixty eight, and I was able to take part as a as a clergy in the memorial service there. And, I, and I, as my contribution to the service, I sang turn, turn, turn. So that was one item of work there in New York. And then after that, I attended a, a national retreat for our Ananda Marga yoga. And we had that in upstate New York.
0: So that means you were leaving college 1968. That's kind of considered the height of the 1960s.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that plays an important part in what happened to me.
0: Well, what did happen to you?
1: This was the time of a lot of change was going on. You know, the, the Vietnam War and also the influence of psychedelics and Eastern mysticism. Everything was just coming up to a head there. I was supposed to go to graduate school, and I attended Columbia for one week, and I dropped out, and then I I was trying to find my way. And eventually, I went to California, and I met an Indian teacher who taught me meditation. So that's the short version of it.
0: When did you get involved with music? During my college years, I
1: had a roommate who was really adept with the guitar, and he could play all the folk and rock songs of the era, you know, the popular songs. And then one day I just said to him, you have to teach me some of these songs I want to play. And then, then I picked up the guitar. I was in 1966, so I started then. But I didn't really pursue it that much. But I, I knew how to play some chords, and I could do something. But it was only after I got into this spiritual path of Anandamarga, that I started to play more.
0: That's kind of interesting, because as the tagline shows on the datavader.com website, you say, mysticism meets folk country and world music, which I think is a great, great tagline. So, the mysticism happened more than the folk country music?
1: Oh, definitely. Well, I mean, the folk country music, I was listening to that, but what happened was, in our meditation practice, we also, we do two kinds of songs. One is called bhajan. A bhajan is an Indian word. It means a song which a devotee sings to God. You know, it's kind of a personal song. Then there's something called kirtan, which is like chanting. You may have seen Hare Krishna. You chant the name of God. You know. So before meditation, we do music. And music actually, I think in all spiritual traditions, music plays a very big part, has a big part to play. So in our meditation tradition, We do music before we meditate. There were songs that were written by Western people in English, but it was about spiritual themes, you know, and I sang them. And then we had to do kirtan, which I have a track at the end we're going to play, which is an example of that, but it's, it's basically chanting. So I had to learn some of those songs, and then I picked up the guitar again.
0: You say that all or most spiritual disciplines of the world have music uh, as an integral part of it. Interestingly enough, when Quakers started out back in the mid-1600s, they didn't. They eschewed music as too earthly, that it would tend to raise your passions instead of let you sink down to the inner light kind of thing. So strangely enough, even though most of the Quakers I know now, I mean virtually all of the Quakers I know are really into music and dance as well. So you're actually talking to someone who comes from a tradition back 100-plus years ago that very much was without song. But we had essentially the quiet, the meditation, and you got into meditation. What do you notice about song and meditation similarities? I've talked to musicians who say that it's actually in silence that they hear the music the best.
1: Well, the job of the music is to transport you somewhere where you can then enjoy the silence. So, like, if you're sitting around and you're hearing a garbage truck outside and noise and this and that and so many things are going on, you need to go to some place and music brings you to another place. Then you can sit in the silence.
0: So, is there any chance that you're ready now to transport us to another place with some music?
1: Okay, sure. The first one I'm going to do, because, you know, in my music, actually, if you look at my recordings, the songs, they divide into two categories. Either they're spiritually oriented or they're socially oriented. And this is like when I began in 68, it was I had a, a social dimension and it was an emerging spiritual dimension. So my songs, generally, they take these paths, you know, one or the other. So the first one I'm going to do is actually on the social side, but it does have a spiritual connotation too. And this is a, one of my more recent songs and it was, it was written right after the election, um, the last presidential election. And I don't know what circles you travel in, but in my group of friends, you know, people were not very happy with the result. So I, went, I wanted to cheer people up, because that's why I wrote this song. It's called Remember, the Sun Will Shine.
2: There's a battle going on, it's scary, no doubt. And just when you think there's no way out, remember the sun will shine. For you and me and humankind Now good beats bad and love trumps hate That's why I say it's not too late We've got to start working tonight We're gonna start working today and tonight And remember the sun will shine For you and me and Remember the sun will shine For you and me and all humankind One day we'll look back and we will see The righteous struggle is what we need To bring out the best in us To bring out the best in you and me And remember, the sun will shine For you and me and humankind Remember, the sun will shine For you and me and all humankind There's a battle going on, it's scary no doubt And just when you think there's no way out Remember the sun will shine For you and me and humankind Remember the sun will shine For you and me and all humankind
0: There are six recordings you can get from Dada Veda, and that song, Remember the Sun Will Shine, is from his latest recording in 2018. It's the title track of Remember the Sun Will Shine. And it's to help people be picked up, I guess, after the end of 2016, beginning of 2017. A lot of people were disappointed and some people were ecstatic about it, I guess. You said you don't know what circles I travel in, but you do know because I travel in Quaker circles.
1: Yeah, I I didn't want to be categorical and to say that, you know, that everybody, I know that it depends on who your friends are, how you feel about that. But also, you know, that song is not. In a sense, it's not only um, a political statement, because it refers to actually a whole outlook on life, which is part of our philosophy. It was also, I have a a teacher who taught me, his name is Sri Sri Anandamurti, and he said, I am an incorrigible optimist. So that's what the song is about. Even in dark times, we can make it um, better.
0: You speak about finding the inner place that settles down. How did that work for you after the election? I think you were disappointed about the results. Yeah,
1: I was. But I'm also energized because even had it been another result, I still wouldn't have been satisfied because I think a big change has to take place in this world, which goes beyond even Republican or Democrat. And even this kind of bad development will only spur that change. So it's, it's a hiccup, but it's not the end.
0: I was reading something just yesterday. I'm trying to remember if it was via Facebook or a newscast, but the person made the point that the best way to have growth is to have stress followed by rest. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense in your spiritual discipline. The stress part, a lot of people want to avoid stress completely, but I found my own self. uh, One of my frequent prayers is, God, hammer my heart, because I know I have to be cracked open to get to that deeper place.
1: Yeah, we also talk about that. We call it clash and cohesion. So there's like, you have a either a physical or a psychic conflict, and then there's some kind of resolution to
0: it. And is there a way that you help encourage, support, or engender that? Well, to engender the... The clash, yeah, the yeah, clash. Yeah, that
1: will come. You can't avoid it. As soon as you walk out the door, you're going to have that conflict. But to engender the cohesion, that's that's what the purpose of the spiritual practices are.
0: Maybe you can explain a little bit about what this communities that you're part of the Ananda Marga communities are about.
1: Okay, there was a teacher in India, his name is Ananda Murti, he lived from nineteen twenty to nineteen ninety. Basically, he revived many old practices of, of meditation and yoga to make it suitable for the modern era. But he combined it with a, a social fervor, a desire to serve the world and to also to change it and make it better. So that's why it's not a traditional, like, yogi goes into the cave and, and, and hides himself and you never hear from them again. But it's kind of a committed yogi. So that's what we practice. So we practice meditation and we practice yoga postures and certain dietary disciplines And then we also, whenever possible, we engage in various kinds of social service around the world. We build schools or hospitals or help the poor, help people in times of disaster.
0: And uh, in your case, there's a special mission about music that you have, which obviously heavily contributes to your Song of the Soul. So the Songs of Social Change that I interviewed you about for our previous interview... That's spiritual devotion for you, I think.
1: Yeah, and also that's another part of the kind of the activism of, originally from my teacher, he he said we should be active in various facets of human life. So that's why he, he started what we call the Renaissance Artists and Writers Association. The idea of that is to encourage artists to use their talents to serve the society and to awaken the society. That's also kind of a social action, but it's social and spiritual.
0: And again, folks, Renaissance Artists and Writers Association or RAWA, you can go to the website rawa.net or an outgrowth of this that you've been engendering, Dada, is rawaradio.com, RAWA radio.com which you've been carrying just recently, our Song of the Soul program, which I'm interviewing you for. So you'll have the privilege of being carried on your own station. Believe yeah, or not.
1: I'm waiting for it.
0: <laughs> well, we'll get to that soon. But right now I want to share another of your songs, give people more of the flavor of the music of yours that combines meditation, music, and social vision.
1: So the next song is a, is a song which I, I do a lot in public. And often I'm in um, situations where... You don't find a yoga monk. I, go, I do open mics, I go into bars, I perform there. And so a lot of times I have to try to introduce myself. So I say, okay, you, you're wondering why there's a guy dressed in orange here in, in front of you. And I tell him I'm a yoga teacher and, and this, is, this is what I wear. But, but I want to say that in this song which I'm going to sing, I put the essence of yoga. And the essence of yoga is not to go into a pretzel, like you may think, but it's to find some inner divinity, And this song is about that, because once you know that that you have an inner divine core, then you can never be alone or helpless, because you have a great strength within you. So that's why the name of the song is We Are Never Alone or Helpless,
0: by Dada Veda.
2: When the problems of the world lay heavy in your head And you don't know where to turn Why don't you go inside Find your inner strength And remember A lesson we must learn We are never alone Or helpless The force that guides The stars guides us too We are never alone Or helpless The force that guides The stars guides us too When you're down and feeling kind of low Don't give up the fight Cause there's one more thing I think that you should know You're guided by an inner light We are never alone Or helpless The force that guides us, stars Guides us too We are never alone Guys and stars, guys, too. So start each day with a bouncing stride. And finish it with a smile. And if you should ever lose your way, remember He's with us all the while. We are never alone or helpless. The force that guides the stars guides us too. We are never alone. stars us we are never alone or helpless the force that guides the stars guides us to we are never alone or helpless the force that guides the stars guides Stars, too. The force that guides
3: the stars guides
0: us too. We have the privilege of having Dada Veda with us here today for "Song of the Soul." His song "We Are Never Alone or Helpless" from his 2009 recording "Love Is the Best." I hope no one wants to argue with that. Love is the best. (laughs) I love, by the way, the the thought that, you know, it's got a little bit of hillbilly flavor to it, uh, certainly. some, And the idea of you going into bars and singing that song. What kind of reaction do you get? I get some really good
1: reaction. Uh, In fact, just recently I went into, there is uh, an event that takes place in, in Urbana, where I live. It's called Soul on Sunday. And it's in a bar. You can say it's predominantly African American the go there. And I was invited to that. And I didn't know what to expect. But what I, I found a great reception there because they had a little band in where they had a, a piano, electric piano, and a bass player and a guitar player and drums. And without any kind of rehearsal, they actually reproduced the arrangement which you just heard on that. <laughs> um, that thing with the piano going, I was amazed. And they had background singers there. So it, it goes well. I, I'm getting a good reception.
0: I'm kind of assuming that on your own, you probably don't hang out in bars a lot.
1: No, I don't. I don't. In fact, when I began, I came to New York and I was going to go to open mics. And then I, I was looking. I said, wow, the Orland bars. What am I going to do? So first I chose one that was in a coffee house. I went there. But then I ran out of you no know, more coffee houses. So I went reluctantly. So, yeah, I don't hang out there.
0: (laughs) So what was the reluctance about?
1: No, the reluctance is just, yeah, it's just a strange kind of jump for a monk. In fact, I'll tell you a little story that when I first began, I was a young monk, and my supervisor said, Because he wanted me to meet people as much as possible. So he said, don't you go into the bars where people drink and dance? I said, no, 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 you know, because when you're younger, you're not so far removed from when you did go into the bars. So it's not as, not such a good idea. But when you get older like me and I've had years of experience, I will influence other people more than anyone's going to influence me. So that's, so I had no problem. I waited about 40 years.
0: Well, I'm glad you developed the patience to be able to do that. But I'm getting impatient for more music, so keep us going.
1: Okay, the next one has a very interesting background. 500 years ago, at the same time actually as the Protestant Reformation took place, there was a man in India whose name is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he started a reformation in India because he, he saw that there was a lot of oppression by the priestly classes. And so he just took the the spirituality out on the street and had people just chanting. The Hare Krishna movement actually originated from that. But anyway, he was a great spiritual teacher and he he didn't write much. Like nowadays when you have a self-help guru or someone, they write hundreds of books, but he wrote very little. So he has a two-line poem where he gives four pieces of advice to people. He said to people, you should be humble like the grass, tolerant like a tree, and you should give respect to those who nobody else gives respect to. And then he said, if you have any spare time left over, you just sing the name of God. So that's it. that was in Sanskrit, and I put it into English, and I, I made it into a song. It's called Make Me Humble.
0: Again, by Dada Veda.
2: Look at everybody walking on the grass, yet it pops up once again. There's a steps and crushing weight without any end. i got to be just as strong, you know I'm gonna carry on, so make me humble like the grass. I'll be as tolerant as a tree, I'll give respect to all I see. I'll sing your name endlessly. Look at the trees giving everything, asking nothing in return. Fruit and flowers for everyone, it's a lesson I'm going to learn. Make me humble like the grass, I'll be as tolerant as a tree. I give respect to all I see I sing your name endlessly Look at everyone, salute the rich and the pretty ones too Take a
3: look around you for that poor boy next to
2: you Give him respect and dignity It's the only thing we gotta do like the grass i'll be as tolerant as a tree i'll give respect to all i see i'll sing your name endlessly oh lord you gave me a voice and i'm singing just for you gonna sing every night and day my whole Like the grass, I'll be as tolerant as a tree. I'll give respect to all I see. I'll see your name at give respect to all i see i see your name endlessly
0: pretty good advice for all of us make me humble i'm thinking of a number of us uh, me included who really could benefit from a bit more humility and that is by Dada Veda, his website, DadaVeda.com. If you have trouble spelling that, just remember, I always have links for all my guests on Nordenspiritradio.org. Just go look up Song of the Soul, and under there you'll find Dada Veda Prakhyananda. How did I do on that, Dada? Pretty good, pretty good. Why don't you say it? I
1: always say Veda Pragyananda, because in Sanskrit there are two A's. One is pronounced like like kind of like up. And one is pronounced like longer, like father, you know, so, so, uh, so it's Veda Pragyananda, not Veda Pragyananda. But a lot of people will make that. So it, it's difficult for Americans, I think. <laughs> Veda, Veda Pragyananda.
0: Well, and you're an American born and raised. Uh, New York is your hometown. So all hope is not lost, let's say. Definitely. But folks, the point is that you'll find a link to dataveda.com and the other things like Rawa Radio or Rawa.net. All of them are on northernspiritradio.org. Just go there, not only for Dada, but for all of my guests since for the last 13 years. Also on that site, you find more information, song lists, and the stations that carry our programs. We've got some 36 of them across the United States. Also, there's a place to post comments, and two-way communication is the best way make it two-way by doing your share and post a comment. There's a donate button. This full-time work and it's supported by you, not by corporations, not by government, by you the listeners. Please support us and even more so, support your local community radio stations. Rawal Radio will also deserve your support too. So follow the link there. All across this nation, it is so important to have alternative media. If you support them with your hands and with your dollars, it will make a tremendous difference to shore up the voice of people locally and alternative thoughts. Again, we're here with Dada Veda for Song of the Soul. I had him on once before to review about the Songs of Social Change contest. Take a listen to that, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. We just listened to Make Me Humble. That song is from 2011 on his As the World Spins Around The type of music on there, it has a Caribbean feel from my point of view. How do you get out and accumulate your music? I mean, you're going to all kinds of open mics and such.
1: Yeah, what I listen to, especially here in Urbana, there's one open mic where it's really a center of bluegrass and folk style stuff. So I, I listen to a lot of that. But actually, the music of my recordings is definitely influenced by the people who produce it. So like on this We Are Never Alone or Helpless, that was done in New York. The producer was kind of more into pop rock, but he, he adapted a little bit the hillbilly field. But, but it's, it's more like that with the piano and, and electric guitar. And Make Me Humble, this was done in Urbana, and I, I told the producer, and he was a, he came from a rockabilly band, you know, he was a leader of a rockabilly band, and I told him I wanted folk bluegrass. So that's what Make Me Humble is like that. There's some other influences on, on another recording, which we'll get into.
0: I was intrigued by the thought that trees would be tolerant. What does that mean?
1: What it means is that, you know, a tree, it stands in the rain. It stands in the snow. There's no complaint. And we have to absorb the blows of the world. That's also important, because some people don't absorb anything. They just react immediately. So the tree is ultimately tolerant like that. And at the same time, it's, like I said, it's giving. It gives shade and it gives flowers and all that.
0: As you mentioned, Dada, there's two major types of music native to you. Bhajan. Is one sort and kirtan is the other, yeah. And in Make Me Humble, you mention I'll sing your name endlessly, and a lot of kirtan is that, you know. That's
1: what kirtan is, yeah. That's what, in fact, the Sanskrit goes, he goes, it goes like this kirtaniya sadahari. That's the last word. So it says, so basically, I he said, sing kirtan, that's what he said. He said, kirtaniya kirtan sadahari. He says, sing the kirtan of the Lord always, always.
0: So, you're speaking Sanskrit there, you're quoting Sanskrit to us. Is Sanskrit a spoken language these days, only written?
1: It's mostly written, and it's not written, it's also sung, it's in kind of liturgical language. But I once heard that there's some village in India where they they try to speak it, but I I would have to look that up. But I I once heard something like that. I was thinking about that, you might ask that. But it's basically, it's a classical language and it's it's used for religious purposes or spiritual purposes.
0: And so what I was really getting to is how in-depth are you with Sanskrit or Hindi or any other of the Indian languages?
1: Well, I would know more of Sanskrit than I know Hindi. And so I'm not adept, but I know enough of it to be able to do my work.
0: And you were raised as a secular Jew, did that mean that you did or did not learn your Jewish prayers all that in Hebrew?
1: I did learn, but it didn't become a, a big part of me.
0: Well, you did have a Bar Mitzvah along the way. I did. You did become a bar mitzvah, I think, is the correct term, right? I don't know. <laughs> That's what <I'm>
1: talking to. <laughs> I had a bar mitzvah.
0: Maybe I've interviewed more Jews than you have. So well, I'm delighted with your music and I want to have some more. Let's keep going. What's next?
1: The next one, like I said, I have different, there's a different kind of influence. So the next album that I did was done by a, a reggae musician. He was a friend of mine, but he was really reggae. So he, when he did it, he said, can I just arrange it like I want to do it? I said, okay, just do it, because I wanted to get it done, you know. So I said, okay, you, you take it wherever you want to take it. So the title track is a song which, when I introduce it to people, I tell them, you know, economics is very boring, even the, the social scientists call it the dismal science. So I said, I wanted to liven it up, and I wrote this song, Trickle On Down. And it's about modern macroeconomics. And you can get it all. Instead of taking economics 102, you can just listen in four minutes.
0: You'll get it. Trickle On Down. Dada Veda.
2: wealth. up on their, feet, on their feet even though we know they're already beat and trick trick, trick, trick trickle on down, down. Broke and trick, 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 trickle on down, trickle on.
0: that you enjoyed that one as much as i did trickle on down its title track 2016 release by Dada veda dataveda.com, the website and obviously a little bit economic commentary there how in deep is your economic knowledge data
1: i think it's um it's fairly deep in fact when i was in college when i was learning guitar you know i mentioned that I was studying economics. We had a semester abroad, so I studied a full, it was like a concentrated semester on economics, you know, in London. And I almost had enough credits. I could, I was a history major, but I could have almost been an economics major too. So I have a background. And on top of that, my spiritual teacher was also very deep in this sphere, and he taught us some, a system of alternative economics. So, so that's, I'm coming from that, that perspective.
0: One of the things that's mentioned in the songs that I figure has to intersect pretty deeply with your spiritual practice is talking about greed. It's kind of amazing that there are not more Christians reacting against the fact that capitalism is based on go for the greed, you know, just turn it over to people's greed, and it's good enough. And I understand that the earlier promulgation of capitalism had cautions about limitations on greed, and I think we've lost all sense of restraint about that, that the more greed, it's just, well, they're good, that they've got more money, they must be the best, right? Yes. And how does that clash with the religious devotions that you have?
1: We have a concept, part of like in yoga, there are 10 principles of, of ethical conduct. And one of them is called aparigraha, and that means not taking, not taking too much. You shouldn't take more than you actually need. Then there's a corresponding value, it's called santosha, and it means to keep the mind content. And those two actually are very much linked. If someone is, takes too much, too much, too much, too much, they will never get contentment. So it's a very important part. But it's also a it's a social concept too that if one person or, or group of people take too much, someone may be deprived. And, and someone certainly will be deprived. If Even if one nation takes too much, maybe another nation will not get it. So th- this is one of the biggest problems we have on the earth today.
0: You've already mentioned a number of times, Stata, that you're a monk of your Ananda Marga sect, a monk in the Catholicism that I grew up with, took certain vows, depending on which order they're part of. Do you take vows, are these 10 items that you're referring to, are those vows?
1: No, the the 10 items are, um, it's actually the basis of yoga. It's called yama, niyama. So everyone, all practitioners should follow that. It's the base of yoga. But we have also, the monk life is also a, a strict life, a very strict kind of thing. So that's why I don't go to bars, I don't drink, you know. You know, we have a code of, you know, what we should eat and, and how we should
0: behave. And is one of your vows, I mean, for a lot of Christian monks and groups that, you know, it's a poverty or chastity or other such things. What are those items that?
1: I mean, it's similar. We don't we live an austere life and um, definitely chastity is important. And we also have a hierarchical system, you know, so there's kind of obedience is there and that. Yeah, so it's similar to to that. It's a strict life. It's not for everybody.
0: And so who do you answer to? Who does Dada Veda answer to?
1: So we have um, an organization based in Calcutta, and at the very head of it, there is one of our teachers there.
0: Do they visit you and oversee you? I mean, you're there in the middle of Illinois.
1: Yes, we have interchanged. They come here. I also go there once a year. I go to India.
0: Well, I'm afraid I'm taking us further and further away from your music, but I do find it also interesting. Share some more of your tunes with us.
1: The next tune is, I used to sing songs in the farmer's market in Urbana, and I noticed that there were a lot of little toddlers really interested. And also, before that, before I I started composing songs, I was in Albania, and I I started a kindergarten there, and I used to sing children's songs, songs for the kids, you know, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, stuff like that. So I have a little bit of a background in children's music. And I, I determined I, I wanted to make a CD of children's music. And I started, I wrote one original song of children's music, which I'm going to we'll do next. But I didn't really write more, but I did do a CD called Do What You Can. And it was, it's filled up with other songs, you know, which kind of covers, you can say. And the song I want to do is "Do What You Can," the title song, and this one also has an interesting history. It's based on an incident in an Indian epic poem called the Ramayana, and that poem is the story of a basically good versus evil, and the good was exemplified by a king whose name is Rama, and his adversary was called Ravana, and what happened was Ravana kidnapped Rama's wife and took her to Sri Lanka. And so Rama had to somehow cross the ocean and to then, you know, to fight and win back his wife. So in order to cross the ocean, according to the fable, the legend, they built a bridge across the waters. And there were some giant monkeys who were bringing mountains and boulders to help Rama. And there was one squirrel who could only bring a pebble. So anyway, the story is about this maybe the song will tell the thing I don't have to speak more so if you listen then you you can hear the story and I'll maybe say a little bit more after the song
0: so the story is in Do What You Can by Dada Veda
2: Some monkeys brought big boulders for that bridge, for that bridge, for that bridge. Some monkeys brought big boulders for that bridge when bright and sunny day. A squirrel brought a pebble for that bridge, for that bridge, for that bridge. A squirrel brought a pebble for that bridge. When bright and sunny day So do what you can Whenever you can No matter what people may say Do what you can Whenever you can Starting from today The monkey started laughing Ha 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 started laughing ha 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 when bright and sunny day the squirrel started crying boo hoo boo hoo boo hoo the squirrel started crying boo hoo when bright and sunny day but do Do what you can, whenever you can, no matter what people may say,
3: do what you can, whenever you can,
2: starting from today. Good King Rama heard that cry, heard that cry, heard that cry. When bright and sunny day, he took the little squirrel in his palm, in his palm, in his palm. He took the little squirrel in his palm, when bright and sunny day, he said, do what you can, whenever you can, no matter what people may say. Do what you can, whenever you can Starting from today Rama stroke the squirrel on its back On its back, on its back Rama stroked the squirrel on its back When bright and sunny day And that's why Indian squirrels have three stripes have three stripes, have three stripes And that's why Indian squirrels have three stripes Ever since that day So do what you can, whenever you can No matter what people may say Do what you can, whenever you can Starting from today Do what you can, whenever you can, no matter what people may say. Do what you can, whenever you can, starting from today.
0: Wonderful story from Ramayana, epic, about the bridge being built between India and what back then I guess was called Ceylon, I don't know, Sri Lanka these days. Do What You Can is by Dada Veda, website Dada The link's on org with a couple other links relevant to his work and the Ananda Marga order that he's part of. And you wanted to say a little bit more about that.
1: Two things about it is that um, the legend is that, you know, Rama stroked the squirrel. And so if you go to India, you'll see they have these squirrels. They have three stripes on them. And they're not chipmunks. They're not fat. They're actually squirrels. So, so that really, so in India, people actually even think that the squirrel is a holy animal because Rama stroked it. That's one thing. But then of course, this is the moral is very important that it's not the absolute amount that you do, but it's according to your capacity. So you should do a hundred percent of your capacity. If your hundred percent is a pebble, then do it. If your hundred percent is a a boulder, then do it. That's what the story is about.
0: Are you familiar with the music of Sai Khan? Psychon, so no. Oh, he has a song. He's a, he's a well-known labor organizer and folk musician. He's done a lot of good stuff, things I'm sure you'd love. But one of his songs is, it's what you do with what you got. Yeah. It's not how much you've got, but it's what you do with what you got. And I, he could be channeling a little bit of the Ramayana there, too.
1: Yeah, I hey. mean.
0: So let's finish off your Song of the Soul, one more tune. And for the grand finale for Dada Veda's Song of the Soul, what shall we share?
1: We're going to do Love is All There Is, also called Babanam Kevalam. All of my CDs have a track of, basically it's a track of Kirtan. But in this track of Kirtan, I started off with English, which is a rough translation of the mantra. The mantra is Babanam Kevalam, which means really only the name of the Most Beloved. And that Most Beloved is the inner divine which is inside of you and all around us. So it's basically, it's a song of chanting the divine, remembering our divine nature. And Love is All There Is is a rough translation of Babanam Kevalam. So what happened was, in 1972, we had one of our national conventions, you know, like a retreat, just like I just went to in New York. And it was in Hutchinson, Kansas. And the people of Hutchinson invited us to the 4th of July parade, and so there we were, a whole bunch of basically with we hippies and we had a bus said Nonnamarga Yoga Society of California. And my teacher was Indian young monk there. He was thinking, How am I going to explain this to the people of Kansas? So he just said, Baba Nam, Kevalam, love is all there is. So that's how he that was a rough translation of it. And that was what he how he wanted to communicate it to the people of Kansas. So that's why If you ask most of the people in Anandamorga, what does the mantra mean? Most will say, love is all there is. But the actual Sanskrit is only the name of the most beloved. So anyway, in this last track, um, it's from the Do What You Can CD. It's a very simple version of that.
0: Well, we're going to finish off with that. First, I want to thank you, Dada, for joining me again, for speaking for love and change and the inner strength that people can draw on through music, through meditation, through yoga, And the fact that you're sharing it musically is all the more valuable for me since music speaks so strongly to me. So thank you for doing all that work and sharing it here today for Song of the Soul.
1: Well, thank you for having me and thank you for doing this great work of interviewing artists and activists. It's really a wonderful thing that you're doing.
0: So, folks, we finish off today's Song of the Soul with Dada Veda. Again, website, dataveda.com. Also find the links on Nordenspiritradio.org for the Renaissance Artists and Writers Association, Rawa.net and RawaRadio.com. And it's all there. Just go to the website and find it. In the meantime, let's go out by listening to Love is All There Is by Dada Veda. And we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. Love is all there is.
2: Father, no, give a
3: love, love is all there is. Father, no, give a love, love is all there is. Father,